0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Tuesday, April 19th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Bird flu is sweeping the country and having a big impact on the poultry industry, it's also reaching backyard flocks.
1: From what I can tell, it kills the birds very, very quickly and is very, very contagious, and I would just be heartbroken
0: if they got sick. We'll have a report on how flock owners are dealing with the outbreak and protecting their birds in just a few minutes. The St. Louis County Council meets today to discuss how to allocate millions of dollars in federal pandemic relief funds. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, more than 3,000 residents have already provided input on how they think the money should be spent. In an online survey and during public meetings, St. Louis County residents identified how the county should spend $83 million in federal funds to address major needs. At the top of the list were better mental health services, access to child care, and road repair, along with support for small businesses and substance abuse treatment. County Executive Sam Page has proposed a plan based on this feedback that would divide the funding between multiple projects. This is a rare opportunity to meet the long, unaddressed needs in the community and to uplift those who seldom have a voice in where our resources go. The proposal includes $15 million for road and sidewalk repair and $7.5 million for small businesses. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis city and county health officials say the coronavirus is here to stay. The departments have released a plan for how individuals, businesses, and governments can monitor and prevent further spread of the virus. It calls for equitable vaccine distribution and testing, monitoring outbreaks along with collecting and analyzing case and hospitalization numbers. It also encourages businesses to offer sick leave to employees who test positive. Washington University infectious disease professor Alvin Gang envisions coronavirus prevention as similar to curbing HIV. The HIV epidemic was devastating, is devastating, but then over time we got some knowledge about how to prevent it, we got knowledge about how to treat it. Health experts say protecting the public will become more difficult as federal funding dries up. The St. Louis Board of Aldermen has voted to approve nearly $85 million in spending on capital improvements throughout the city. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports. The funds are a combination of federal coronavirus relief dollars and money from two pots of sales tax. They'll help pay for a variety of needs, including street paving, new fire trucks, and repairs to the boilers and roofs at city recreational centers. In a marathon meeting last week, the board redirected some funds that had previously been set aside for bridge repairs towards street paving and traffic calming in North St. Louis. First Ward Alderwoman Sharon Tyus, who led that effort, says the changes are a step toward fairness in the way capital dollars are distributed. It's Not trying to do anything to anybody, but when you look at the unfairness of it, then you will say, boy, that's a small drop in the bucket toward fairness. The measure passed the board unanimously and awaits the signature of Mayor Tashara Jones. I'm Rachel Lipman. St. Louis Public Radio. A special election is set for today in one ward of St. Louis. Voters in the 28th Ward head to the polls to select a replacement for Heather Navarro. She resigned this year to take a job at Washington University. Republican Tanya Allen Mason and Democrat Michael Gross are running for the spot on the Board of Aldermen. The 28th Ward includes sections of the Central West End, some of the Wash U campus, and an area around Forest Park. Illinois is launching a $30 million tourism campaign called The Middle of Everything. Mawa Iqbal reports.
1: Sylvia Garcia, director of the Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity, says as people are traveling again, it's important to highlight all the state has to offer. We know that visitors are critical to our Illinois economy. They generate economic impact by dining in those world-class local restaurants, staying in our inviting hotels, and supporting our distinctive small businesses. In 2019, before the pandemic, Illinois visitors spent $43 billion. Garcia hopes this campaign will promote iconic attractions like the Shawnee Bluffs downstate.
0: I'm Mawa Iqbal. A deadly strain of bird flu is spreading throughout the country. So far, more than 22 million commercial and backyard birds have died from illness or have been killed to stop the spread. Harvest Public Media's Katie Pikes reports.
1: I met turkey grower Ben Slinger in the town square of Ellsworth, Iowa. Wild birds nest between buildings here. Like most producers, Slinger's limiting visitors on his nearby farms to prevent bird flu from reaching his flocks.
0: It, it is a very concerning time. We're, we're watching stuff extremely closely.
1: Slinger raises about 850,000 turkeys a year for an Iowa meat processor. The 2015 bird flu outbreak hit his family hard. He had to call 38,000 turkeys to stop it from spreading. So Slinger and his workers are extremely careful now that bird flu is back, and especially after it reached a nearby commercial turkey flock. He's testing turkeys for the virus more frequently.
0: And we've been in pretty good shape. Uh, this year's definitely gonna challenge us, it seems like, uh, in the coming weeks, as to if we, were, if we were truly prepared again for what happened in 2015
1: state officials and scientists also caution backyard flock owners to be on high alert the virus has reached these small flocks in missouri illinois iowa kansas and nebraska don reynolds is a professor and poultry veterinarian with the university of nebraska lincoln
0: the backyard or small flock producers they're not as uh, aware of, of this and so they are more susceptible
1: Reynolds says some backyard bird owners may not be around their birds as much as commercial producers, looking for symptoms like a lack of energy. He says they need to be especially alert about wild birds passing through on their migration and mixing with backyard flocks.
0: Their house outside, that they can have exposure to these wild birds, and these wild birds can transmit the avon influenza. And so that's very, very concerning.
1: Reynolds says wild birds could spread the virus through drinking the same water or eating from bird feeders. Kristen Dennis of St. Louis stopped filling her bird feeders for that reason. She's had chickens since 2010 and added ducks to her flock during the coronavirus pandemic. Dennis has been closely monitoring her 16 chickens and ducks for bird flu symptoms and keeping them in their enclosure because, uh, from what I can tell, it kills the birds very, very quickly and is very, very contagious and I would just be heartbroken if they got sick. Dennis says all of her birds have names, they have personalities, and she doesn't want to lose them. After the last big bird flu outbreak, she learned that backyard flocks made up 10 percent of all birds that died or had to be destroyed. To me that suggests that it really devastated a lot of people's home flocks, which is really makes me think twice and maybe three times about making sure to put precautions in place to keep mine safe. In St. Charles, Missouri, Leah Schaefer is newer to backyard chickens. She has four hens. How you doing? Is this Miss Cherry? She's a little shy. Schaefer got the chickens during the pandemic as a way to get her two kids outside. Her hens roam about a fenced area of her yard during the day. My biggest concern has been uh, predators, not necessarily sickness. She says bird flu isn't a major concern for her because she has such a small flock. And she keeps an eye on them from her kitchen window. I'm pretty confident that they're safe. And if anything changes, and I notice right away if they're sick, that's the thing. Like If anything changes, I, I see them right away and I'll get them over to a farm vet. Schaefer says her birds have been energetic, very healthy, and they're laying eggs. But with bird flu, she says she'll think twice about adding more chickens to her flock. I'm Katie Pikus, Harvest Public Media.
0: Harvest Public Media reports on agriculture throughout the Midwest. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway.